I am Brother Cornell West, and this is Hip Hop Can Save America. Peace and love, everybody. It's your man, Manny Faces. Just wanted to let you know that Hip Hop Can Save America is now available as a live stream show every Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. You can find it at hiphopcansaveamerica.com slash watch. Excerpts from that show will be played here on the audio feed, so you'll still get the good interviews that you've been used to. But check out the live stream and check out my free Substack newsletter at mannyfaces.substack.com. That's filled with all kinds of stories of hip-hop innovation, inspiration, and generally hip-hop news that isn't about dumb shit. For everything hip-hop can save America, hiphopcansaveamerica.com. For everything Manny Faces, mannyfaces.com. And if you find value in this work, you can support it. We'd love to have you aboard as a supporter at patreon.com slash mannyfaces. Now let's go. The thing about hip-hop uh, today is it's smart. It's insightful. The, the way that they can communicate uh, a complex message in a very short space is, is remarkable. And a lot of these kids, they're not going to be reading the New York Times. That's not how they're getting their information. My hip hop will rock and shout the nation. Pop culture is more than music. Peace to you. We speak the truth. I saw what peace to you and that reach for you. My hip hop will rock and shout the nation. Rap is something you do. Hip hop is something you live. So hip hop didn't invent anything, but hip hop reinvented everything. Yes, indeed. Peace and love, everyone. It's your man, Manny Faces, coming back one more time for your mind live Monday through Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern for the month of September 2020, the live version of the Hip Hop Can Save America podcast, because I didn't think that pandemic life was complicated enough. So I decided to do this. I also decided to move, which is crazy. I'm still in Newark, New Jersey, still Brick City all day. Shouts to uh, shouts to Mayor Raz Baraka. Raz Baraka is the mayor of Newark, New Jersey's largest city. Many faces, like the many face God in the building. Doing some really good things, uh, and uh, and a hip hop guy. You know what I mean? At the helm of our uh, city government out here, doing some really good things. And uh, I know that he's been uh, on some news outlets talking about how Newark kind of. Uh, I guess set a model, sort of a model for handling COVID-19 uh, crisis in the city, in a city, you know, a pretty big city, biggest city in, in New Jersey, certainly. Anyway, I just, I don't know, just randomly thought to shout him out. And he has a great uh, spoken word piece uh, that's out that he just released like a couple months ago. What we want. We want to love ourselves freely. Unfettered images of our grandmothers in our dreams. We want to praise our own God. And we want to see his reflection in our children's eyes. We want to draw him blue like jazz with long dreads and thick lips. We want music every day and especially on Sunday. We want dancing to be a prerequisite for success. We want the blues and jazz and funk, rock, soul, hip-hop and R&B. And uh, I play it on the Sunday R&B brunch sometimes on Bonfire Radio. BonfireRadio.com shouts to them. My DJ Sundays at noon Eastern uh, for three hours. R&B classics on Bonfire Radio. But we're not here to talk about me. Uh, although I will, because I just, uh, I love myself, but we are here to talk to incredible, uh, guests and, uh, these guests follow the, 
kind of idea of this show. And this show is to highlight people and organizations who are using hip hop in inventive, innovative, uh, inspiring, and sometimes surprising ways. So areas like uh, education, science and technology, uh, politics, activism, and social justice, the fine arts, all these areas of intersection where hip hop is, and generally my angle is to look for the ways that hip hop is improving humanity and uplifting society. And in, in those travels, uh, you come across things, uh, that are of interest, um, in areas such as, uh, self help, again, health and wellness, and even spirituality. And I, I've, I've always loved to delve into this aspect of the intersection between hip hop and spirituality, the way those, those roads cross because they, they're not often thought of as, roads that cross so that's where we're going today in just a moment i just want to thank uh sponsors and friends of the show uh, funkadelic studios again if you're a, a musician or an artist in new york city funkadelic studios is in midtown and they are back open uh, offering a safe environment for rehearsal and recording i know a lot of musicians and artists of course in the new york city area and people are itching to get back to their musical undertakings uh funkadelic studios can help you with that like i said safely and effectively check them out uh, good friends of the music scene in New York. And of course, the Newsbeat podcast, wherever you find podcasts, Newsbeat, two words, one love. Uh, but Newsbeat podcast mixes social justice journalism with original hip hop lyrics uh, by independent artists. Uh, we like to say it's as if Democracy Now! and Black Thought had a podcast, baby. Uh, an award, a multiple award winning podcast that in- has interviews, high level journalism about a lot of the social justice issues that we hear about, maybe don't get as much attention maybe are glossed over in the cable news cycle uh, that you have to go digging for, but put together compellingly so by using a mix of hip-hop music and original original lyrics. Uh, Shouts to Lexi on the check-in. Uh, original lyrics. And that's really uh, a compelling way to tell these stories and to bring these issues to light. Newsbeat podcast. And of course, as always, if you support this work, uh, please, there's a Patreon page up top, patreon.com slash Manny Faces. Uh, all of the blessings that you give us monetary blessings uh get forwarded to this work all this fancy pants stuff subscriptions associate producers shouts to cindy uh helping us out one more time and uh shouts to the og associate producer summer so again see many faces live monday through thursday 1 p.m eastern hip-hop can save america live and what we mean by that is that if you look at hip-hop in different ways you might be able to find uh that it's actively helping improve humanity and uplift society. We talk about it a lot in the realm of education, that if educators who are not typically familiar with hip hop music and culture, uh, except for the cursory level that they might be familiar with it, uh, that if they were to take a deeper look, then they indeed might have uh, a better understanding of how hip hop is doing this. Not theoretical. We have receipts to prove it that in educational settings, implementing a hip hop mindset or sensibilities or ethos into classroom settings actually helps improve educational output uh, all different grade levels all different demographics uh, across the board same thing with science and technology you can introduce ideas that kids don't have really a lot of access to uh, through hip-hop music we talk about the hip-hop hacks and, and uh python mc program one of the past episodes richard ashe who works at google has developed a program to introduce computer coding to young people uh, by building beats and loops, but you got to program it. And so it's a nice workshop. It's a great class and it's really exciting, engaging. I've seen it work so many times and just really get, uh, young children's w- eyes light up when they're able to now learn computer programming in a way that's exciting and, and kind of speaks the way um, they're familiar with. So we see these things 
in, in all aspects of, of life. I like to think that there's no aspect of life that can't be enhanced by this kind of thought process. One of the areas which is a little bit more ethereal to me personally, but I've always been intrigued by and interested in it, uh, is the world sort of of spirituality and religion. Uh, and with that said, I came across a really interesting article maybe a month ago written by Delvin Case, uh, and it's titled, Why White Christians Need Hip Hop. And I read it, and I was really intrigued by it, and I liked the uh, uh, the angle, and I liked the discussion, and I said, well, since we're doing a month-long series of interviews, why don't we interview Delvin Case, the writer, educator, who put this uh, article together. Delvin, thank you for joining us on Hip Hop Can Save America. Happy to be here. I appreciate it. So yeah, man, um, it's, this is real, I'm a real conversational dude. So like literally I just stumbled across this article about, uh, titled why white Christians need hip hop. And again, if you heard my preamble, you know that this is kind of my thing. I love to introduce the idea of hip hop and it's, uh, positive aspects or, uh, ways that it can be used to influence society in positive ways. And then I saw this and I'm, oh, this is, yes, of course, white Christians need hip. But then I read it and I got into the, the whole depth of it. Um, and I'd like to ask you a few questions about it. If you could, please, for the record, just so people know, you know, who you are and why you're writing this kind of thing. How do you present yourself to the world professionally, who you are and what you do? Yeah, uh, my name is Del Case, and I'm a, a professor at Wheaton College in Massachusetts. That's a small co-ed secular liberal arts college. There's another Wheaton College in Illinois that's that's an evangelical school. It's oftentimes in the news for a lot of, I think, the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, we are unrelated, but it's weird because I do a lot of work on, on religion and music, and I work with those guys and, and girls over there, but uh, it's not my school. So I teach at a secular liberal arts school. I'm trained as a classical musician, uh, but for 20 years I've been teaching all kinds of classes about not just classical music, but also about a history of popular music, and my particular angle when it comes to pop music is teaching songwriting or teaching students how to think critically about the music mm. of popular music. That's actually my entree to hip hop actually comes not from my own, I mean, I'm from a white guy from Maine. Um, <laughs> it doesn't come from my own uh, cultural experience, but it comes from, in, in about the nerdiest way possible, my friend, using my training as a musician, this really rigorous technical training to suddenly hear the rhythms of a rapper's flow and just realize how extraordinarily rich and complex that is. And it spoke to me. And so I got into hip hop because not because of the meaning of the words, but the way the words are put together in rhythms mm, and the cadences, so the yeah, absolutely. Right. And so sort of that's the, that's the back end, you know, and this article you're talking about is not about that. Um, though I did write some, uh, another article on how if you analyze Kendrick's flow in DNA, uh, it tells you something about the uh, theology of the creation, but that's another story. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, so my um, I entree into hip hop is, the, is sort of the technical side. Yeah, um, yeah. But I'm also practicing Christian. I'm a progressive Christian, and I've taught at Christian colleges. Now I teach at a, at a, at a secular school, and I've seen just a, a, over the last 20 years, just my students have had such different approaches to to hip hop. To be honest, when I was teaching at the evangelical college before, and even before that, a, a prep school, it was something to be avoided. It was mm, dangerous. Right. Um, now, working in a liberal arts college, secular place now, but also working, uh, uh, you know, going to a progressive church, urban church in Boston, you know, the hip hop is understood to be valuable, but I still don't see it showing up anywhere in like my all white church. And, you know, when people talk about sacred music, they don't talk about 
mm. only hip hop or God forbid secular hip hop. So anyway, <laughs> right. that's all all that. Well, that's the intersection. That's how it all comes yeah. together. You know, and, and that's that, I mean, this is again my this is what I'm all about. This is what this is all about. These intersections, and it's okay to be nerdy. This is the world's smartest hip hop podcast. So. Um, uh, deemed so by me, but nice. I, no one's uh, challenged me on it yet. Uh, and we do have more PhDs per guest capita, I think, than anything. So uh, I'm perfectly okay with that. You talk about learning the, you know, coming into rap or, or, or appreciating rap uh, for its technical flows. Uh, you know, we, Rakim always uh, attributes his, uh, you know, iconic sort of transformative flow uh, to rhyming like jazz music, you know, kind of borrowing some cadences and borrowing some flows from jazz. So, I mean, that's, I think, a way that a lot of us got, you know, Rakim being sort of, for me personally, uh, sort of the real entree into, into rap, where it's my real appreciate we liked it it was cool things were happening but when you heard rakim it was different and so i think a lot of that comes from that the article which i i, I had on the screen i'm gonna put it back up again for people to see this um is is first of all it's published on uh patheos.com which is a uh explain your your relationship with them you know it's the big i understand it's the biggest uh blogging service for religion in the world uh, at least english language i should say uh-huh. and um you know it, it hosts uh, bloggers, uh, columnists in all kinds of Christian uh, traditions, Roman Catholic, Evangelical, Progressive. It's got Buddhist, it's got Hindu, it's got Atheist, it's got New Age. So if you're interested in spirituality, it's just got a whole bunch of columnists that write about yeah. everything. Uh, I'm in the general Christian category. I'm more progressive in my theology and politics, but I figure I'm ta- I talk a lot about just all the ways that music relates to, to God, basically. Pop music, classical music, church music, um, and that's what the Patheos is a platform that allows us to publish, me to publish and, and promote the stuff. What prompted this article? What prompted, uh, we'll go into obviously some of the things you talk about it, but, uh, you talk about in it rather, uh, but what was the Genesis? Ha ha. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you go. Uh, what was the, what was the thought process that kind of got you leading in this direction? Were, were, were you writing about other things similar? Did you hear something that just aha moment? What happened? Well, there are two answers. Years ago, that the the you know the the idea for for this article and, and a bigger project came to mind when I was asked to speak in the chapel service at the at the uh, evangelical college I was teaching at, and I had you know five six hundred students captive audience literally. I mean they they couldn't leave. It's like sign out if they wanted to leave, you know it's chapel, uh, <laughs> and uh, you got to go, um, and it's part of your grade. Uh, and I realized I was the new guy on campus, and I was brought in to teach classes on second music which is kind of a stretch uh and so i figured what can i say to these these 18 19 20 year old students by the way it was the eastern nazarene college was the the college uh and it actually at the time was the most diverse christian college in the country as far as i know so it wasn't like it was all white an all-white audience right at the same time basically the long and short of it is that i figured i got an hour to talk to these people 30 minutes i decided to play I was going to play fuck the police, but I decided I was, that'd be too much to use the F word in chapel. So okay. I, 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 that, I think that's I progressive religion. That would have been, we're talking yeah, progr- yeah, very Would have lost my job. It's 2004 <laughs> too. It's like, I'm like pre Kanye almost. Um, and I can't really, honestly, I can't remember what I played now, but I played something, maybe public enemy without mm-hmm. curse words. Okay. Because curse words for conservative Christians are like, kind of the worst thing you can have it's like the number one thing that turns people anyway and i just wanted to say like look this 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 music is around you and you're probably not listening to it because you think it's got curses it's got sex right you know and you don't give it and you've been told by pastors that it is of the devil right 
and this is not just the white students. Uh, there's a huge, was a huge movement in, in, in the black Christian church that's anti-hip-hop for sure. a variety of reasons. Yep. You know, anyway, and I was like, look, I'm going to play you a song without curses, but I want you just to listen. Just listen for a sec. And, the idea, and this is, it's social realism. This is a documentary about people whose lives you probably can't imagine, but it is surrounding you and it's on, it's on the radio. Don't just turn your mind off and dance to it. This right. is poetry and it's content. And so I sort of preached, if you will. I said, look, this is just, I played the song. I said, look, how do you respond as a Christian? Here is a, here's a testimony of the way that a group of people in an environment, in a culture, okay, in a location, yeah. is crying out for justice is testifying to a a world that is not just and that is crying out not for saving but just testifying literally speaking the truth right right and and here you are as christians listening to jesus say suffer the little children if anyone gives me food just like you gave it's like you know if anyone, you do whatever so you, whatsoever you do to your brother that you do unto me right love your neighbor i'm like look your neighbors are are speaking the truth on the radio and right. you're turning it off because you because you're afraid of some curse words <laughs> so mm. you know you know that was a while ago um right. now that was that's pre-lecrae right that's that's before kanye went you know went went christian right there are more there's chance you know there are sure. there are christian rappers who are secular stars now right and that's different so mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It, it's a different it's a different story, and they're being accepted. Um, uh, now, what I I was working on a really big academic project, which is actually coming out. I'm writing about it in the uh, December issue of Sojourners, which is a progressive Christian magazine. Sure, it's coming out in uh, end of November. It's an article on this project, which is called uh, "Pop Songs That Have Jesus in Them." Secular okay. pop songs that have Jesus as a character. So I I found about 500 secular songs in the last 50 years. And in that, in that research, I found about, you know, look at my, I found about a hundred secular hip hop songs right. that have Jesus' character. And I just, among, I looked at all different genres and I found there were a lot of interesting things about the ways that non-church folk think about Jesus. But the coolest thing I found was that it was in hip hop that you see Jesus grabbed and, and, and um, held up as an ally. Right. Mm. As as the representative of someone who stood with the oppressed. Right. And who challenged the way society was. Right. Who was a martyr for the cause of, frankly, frankly, peace and love, you know, sure. back to Africa and Babata, whatever it's going to be, you know. And 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 I was it was awesome to see that this is not like Christian hip hop coming out of wherever. Like this right. is not subject to like the imprimatur or the stamp of approval of like pastors or, or record producers who go to church who got to like sell to Christians. This is like, right. uh, this is like rappers like JPEG Mafia or Cupcake or Jody Badass or Nas or YG or Tupac or Seastrugs or Denzel Curry. Just speaking, just talking about marshalling Jesus saying, hey, this, if Jesus were around, right. Jesus would be on my side. Right. So it reminded me, hey, you know what? I, I need to, I need to dig into these songs and see what kind of truth is being spoken to me and my community from outside. Right. That's interesting. You mentioned Denzel Curry. I, I like this because a lot of times, and I, and I love that you mentioned, you know, Joey Badass, Denzel Curry, and others, because uh, a lot of times uh, folks who are not 
you know, of or, you know, in the middle of hip hop culture who speak about it from the outside tend to do what you started to do, which was play, you know, the old standards, you know, the, the oldie, old, olden goldies, you know, of, of, of hip hop and social justice, the public enemies, the Karis ones, and, you know, the, maybe even if you're really going to the brand Nubians or the poor righteous teachers, but they stay in that, that era. And I think that you pointed out, and again, if you're talking about this subject, you might go up to Kanye with Jesus Walks and kind of say, you know, that that's the end all be all. Uh, to go digging like that, I think, is really um, uh, is is valuable, but also necessary to show that this is also a current and perhaps even more so now occurrence. You mentioned Denzel Curry. Um, can you talk about the song that you quote in the article and, and when the... Um, the factors of this whole, you know, these theories and how they came up. Yeah. The basic idea about this is a song speedboat, uh, which if you've seen the video, it's incredible. It's an yep. amazing song. Um, and you know, if you don't know the track, you know, pause, but pause the podcast and, <laughs> and listen, but you know, the, in, in the, in the hook, he sings, Jesus, please deliver us from evil. Please pray over my people. What do you see in life's illegal? Mm hmm. Okay, I mean that's that is that's a test that's a testimony. Right. And if you know a little bit about Curry's background, you know he was touched by the death, I think, of his brother, younger brother, older brother. Okay. I'm sorry. He's from you know um, he's from the same Miami neighborhood as Trayvon Martin. You right. know, it's not like this guy doesn't know. He's testifying from personal experience about about what's going on. Now I don't know what his religious background is right and i'm not really super interested when i'm interested in, in seeing people who are tr who are using the, the name jesus outside of the church as a right. means of, of 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 grabbing getting people's attention and saying hey you know you might a bunch of you people might have think you've got jesus in the pocket i don't think so <laughs> you know <laughs> that's what i think too so yeah. i basically said you know you're sitting in church on Sunday, no matter what kind of church you go to, let's, I mean, it could be a black church, it could be a white church, whatever. And, you know, you're, you're sitting quietly, at least before the pandemic, you're sitting in church and like, you're hearing the music go through, you're hearing the message from the pastor go through you. But literally at the same time, the radio waves from your local hip hop station are going through your body. That's how it works. Like, no, you can't pick up on it. Right. right. But it's kind of a metaphor for like the, this invisible power that's that goes through our bodies and and i basically took that as a metaphor and i said look how as christians how can we pay attention to that and i would you know that message because basically in our lives a lot of times we either don't look at rap or hip-hop because of the language or sexism whatever violence or if we're or maybe we're, we're just not interested you know i'll say which is, which is you know a lot of we don't want to discount the act like we're not sugarcoating it sure but also in some of those messages this exists as well absolutely right absolutely and this song does not have any it doesn't have any sexist language and doesn't any curses curse words right in fact the the the, end, the hook ends with i don't want to use my desert eagle which is you know a rifle sure and and he's basically praying to jesus and saying you know um please i'm asking for help but right. i don't know if you're gonna help like i don't want to i don't know if i have that faith i don't know if right. you're gonna step in which is a powerful challenge. It's one that's really common among among secular hip hop artists who who look at, at God and Jesus and say, um, you know, trust God but pass the ammunition kind of thing. You know, mm -hmm. it, it, right? Which is has an interesting connection with the uh, with the the African American spirituals, which are often oftentimes saying, "I know that God's around because I'm I'm still around." Mm. The proof that God is around is that I'm still around, and hip hop is different. Right. So what I like is this is a really super honest prayer that basically says, I'm praying to you, but I don't know even if you exist, if you care or if you're going to wow. come. So I'm wow. packing heat just in case. Right. So I'm basically saying, OK, Christians, 
You need to listen to this because first of all, it's a testimony to a world that frankly, a lot of us Bourbonites don't know. Secondly, how many of us actually pray this honestly? I guarantee you all, I know, I look, I, you know, you know what? I've been a Christian my entire life. And I've, mm. I've struggled with doubt, but most of the doubt, the prayers you find anywhere, they don't admit to doubt anywhere. Interesting. And here is a, a secular artist. I don't think he's religious being willing to pray in public in front of millions of people and admit that he doesn't really know. Mm. So I'm saying, Hey, Christians, we need, we need this song and other songs because a, it testifies to a reality that we are supposed to care about because of Jesus and B <laughs> because it models a kind of, honesty and authenticity when we confront God that yeah. we rarely find. And you think that's valuable. I've, I've been in church settings. Uh, Shouts to Greater Rescue Church of Jesus Christ in South Jamaica, Queens, Guy R. Brewer Boulevard. I am saved Pentecostal uh, once in my past. I have some understanding of these things. When you say the praying with the doubt, that's not a bad thing. No. And explain, explain why. I guess you always feel like you have to be so sure. You have to have faith. You have to be 100% sure that this is going to happen. But that's not necessarily, honestly, how people feel. Well, it's not how people feel. Right. And it's also not what, you know, what the Bible talks and says about prayer. Because if you read the book of Psalms, Old Testament, Hebrew Bible, mm-hmm. you know, third of those are Psalms of lament. There's someone, King David or whoever, turning to God and saying, where are you, Lord? Mm. Check out Psalm 13. How long, O Lord? How long? That whole, that's it. That's a prayer. That's a prayer. You look to God and you say, <laughs> you know, I, I know you're there, <laughs> but where are you? Right. I mean, that, that's really not any different than, I mean, there's no, there's no, there's a lot of violence in the Bible. There's no desert eagles, but still it's the same kind of thing. <laughs> right. And, you know, same with the new, same with the new Testament, Jesus, you know, it, Jesus says that faith is just getting up and following him. You know, when he said, come follow me to the disciples, they didn't say, uh, let me, he didn't say, first, let me test your theology. Right. You know, he just said, right. follow me. And you're, it's up to you. And so a lot of the church has sort of said that prayer is like, you got to be right with God before you can come to God. I've heard that a lot. That mm-hmm. is not biblical. And God just wants you to turn to him or her. as a right. right. So I just, I love the fact that, that it's a non, it's, it's a non-church person who's showing yeah. us how to do it. Yeah. Honestly. You mentioned in the article, you say, um, by his own admitting, uh, by his own admission, Curry, Denzel Curry is not a Christian. Yet still he prays. And you say that is real faith. As the Bible says, quote, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Like you said, showing kind of how to do it. Like I'm praying. I don't even believe and I'm praying, but because I'm, I'm praying, I'm trying to, I'm trying to have that faith. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's from the, that's from the letter to the Hebrews that, you know, and uh, that was, I mean, how can it be? If you, you don't have faith in like gravity, because you know gravity's there. <laughs> right. Like that's not faith. Right. Right. In fact, faith is not, faith without doubt isn't real faith because then it's not faith. That makes any sense, you know? Right. It's something you right. believe in, you know, it's, it's different than belief. Belief is like assenting to something with knowledge. Faith is feeling it inside. Um, and faith is what artists traffic in, you know? That yeah. is what a great hip hop artist a poet does a, a visual artist musical composer whatever is is you 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 create something because you believe in it you have faith in it, and then you put it out to the world with the faith that it's going to make a difference in some right. way and impact people there's right. no way there's no way to know that but if you don't have faith you're not going to do it in the first place i've got faith that doing a damn live broadcast every day for a month is going to be helpful i get it of course Absolutely. of course um I, I that's why it's partially why i love this again uh, a not whether denzel curry is a church 
guy or not i mean he's not a, he's not lecrae so like you say he's not coming across as this isn't my main message this is a part of my my life a part of my overall belief structure i'm confused i'm i'm confused not only and, and here's one thing he's not asking necessarily for help for himself in some ways he's asking for help for his community for his country for his people um you you make a distinction between that in the article as well can you speak on that a little bit you know i mean um for me what struck me particularly about this song is that you know if you're a white christian you're, and you listen to this song um you're implicated in this because the the let me be very clear this country is was created by white christians white protestants and the redlining the welfare state uh you know the the fear of the welfare state i should say you know all the things that you know uh, criminal justice system these are all created in order to either perpetuate racism or to shovel money in the people who already have have property and money and that's the white protestants and it has been for you know 400 years <laughs> you know what so when he says my people what you see in life's illegal that is looking and if you're a white christian you should what you should hear is look at the world you made and have kept me in right i'm sorry that is the truth and mm. there are a lot of progressive christians you know barack obama uh, and Hillary Clinton, you know, but she she brought a Methodist minister with her on the on the campaign trail, you know. But you know what? She never talked about it because that's just not her thing. But the point is that there are progressive Christians who, you know, despite what you see on TV all the time, on right. Jerry Falwell, whatever, you know, there are people that connect Jesus' message of social justice with actual structural change in society. Right. And so my point is, hey, white Christians, you can listen. So you can feel sad for people who's who are living in communities of color that are, you know poor and violent you know you really need to think how do i change it because it's my fault interesting interesting so that leads to the biggest question about when you publish something like this even being uh, sort of as you say a progressive in this uh, aspect of religion what's the response what's the uh, what's the response the article's been up for about a month i have not got a lot of comments on it uh, mm -hmm. but a lot of people have read it yeah. Um, and not so I'd like to think that, you know, you look in the Google Analytics, people spend like three minutes on it. So they're reading the whole darn thing. Sure. You know, and so that me and, you know, at least they're not so pissed off that they leave a comment, <laughs> you know, uh, which so, they would if they because you've seen comment sections. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I think just because it's a new blog, people aren't finding it. But okay. I should say that, I, you know, uh, my own personal right, right now, my personal response to this article and this project has been sort of the most significant because I'm, I'm sort of new to this. Yeah. I'm working on a, a, another project that's going to specifically hone in on these these songs. And they could be hip hop tracks, but also could be other tracks by other artists and other genres. Right. They're doing the same thing. And they testify uh, to... They for uh for through popular music for, for a use of Jesus as a as a as a martyr for social justice, which of course he was, but we don't right. tend to look at at pop music for that. So I've been mm. excited and encouraged to learn more of this music yeah. and get it out there. And in fact, my article for Sojourners looks at um, a number of songs in various genres that do this. Yeah, um, you know that say sort of wake up, you know Christians, listen, pay attention, and act. 
I guess historically, because uh, Christians, you know, the devil music uh, all the way back from to all you know, jazz and pop and rock has always been music we just don't pay attention to. Uh, so more holistic when we say what's the response and you're, you're waiting for the floodgates to open, uh, as it were, with maybe one way or the other, or just maybe you've just, you know, planted a seed for now. And that's great. And you're going to build off of this um, idea. But historically, because the the... Uh, general religious public has been told, like you said in the beginning of our talk, uh, to stay away from this, to ignore this. Do you think that there is, um, I, I know this varies wildly from, you know, area to area, religious faction, you know, and, and, and just whether you're progressive or more traditionalist or whatever it might be. Um, do you think that uh, because of the sort of polarization politically, the way religion kind of falls into that, like, you know, the social justice centric world we find ourselves in these days particularly the pandemic is the religious community more or less open to some of these ideas looking into other areas to find that perspective and perhaps what i think we all hope for i think you're saying i think i would say uh is to help uh change you know evoke change incite some change uh get get involved with it from you know using your religious ideals as as fuel do you think that this is happening more or is everyone really just hunkered down and they're not trying to change open they're not trying to change their minds about anything right now well i, I mean i i can only speak for you know my corner of the christian world though i do work in in sort of I, I know a fair amount about the evangelical world, but I'm I'm situated yeah. more in the progressive main line. Yeah. Um, the fact is that young people, this train has left the station. Uh, white people, white white evangelicals are still lis they're listening to hip hop, secular hip hop. Yeah. Um, and what that means, especially with Black Lives Matter, is there are more and more hip hop artists who are writing tracks about these issues. But even you know Bruce Springsteen coming out with a uh, you know with doing uh, you know with a with a, with a bunch of songs about protest songs, and everyone's doing it right. Young people are listening to stuff and the messages are getting through they're right. looking at these artists these secular artists as these as secular prophets in a sense uh speaking truth to power i think what's interesting is that you know pastors these days you know the youngest pastor you're going to get in like a mainline church is like in their 30s or 40s you know those people still grew up with hip-hop but right. you're, you're still not seeing it i think there's still still a, a, a resistance to to connect to bring secular hip-hop into the church at all right. um i don't know if in 20 years that's going to change because because so many young people so many teenagers are seeing hip-hop artists being at the vanguard of these movements they there isn't say what we're talking about social justice and black lives matter and we're not talking about hip-hop that's going <laughs> to seem that's going to seem ludicrous well right. it seems ludicrous now it's going to seem ludicrous in five years right i would say that the biggest stumbling block for all christians uh and hip hop is sexism, misogyny, because that's a massive. That's a that's a thing that evangelicals and mainliners and progressives can agree upon. The progressives don't care about the language. You know, right. we see the violent imagery as being ju not justified. We see it as being poetic responses, right? But you know, we all come together on the misogyny and the sexism, right. and a as we should. But look, that's not all songs by all artists. So you can't just say, I don't like hip hop because some right. songs, you know? But you can't listen to country then either. 100%. You know what? You can't <laughs> listen to opera. Right. Right. <laughs> right, exactly. You cannot. Opera is all about the it's all about the things that Christians are supposed to avoid. Sex, the occult, violence, that's even true. everyone's always dressing up like women and men. Cross-dressing is <laughs> called. That's things. a huge part of opera. Right. And it's, you know, no, you gotta look at each individual song or piece and and say, How how do I re respond as a person of faith? Yeah. 
you know, that phrase, what would Jesus do? Right. Prior, I, you know, Jesus would listen, listens to all the music of all his people, which is everyone. Yeah. You know, and I think he would be pretty pissed off by what he's hearing testified. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, the, the, the root cause, not the symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen, but um, this this project, even though it's academic in nature, sure. I'm looking at turning into a, a some kind of resource that maybe could be used even by like youth group leaders, maybe churches looking to do some we call it faith formation, like adult Bible study. Maybe there's some way to bring in pop culture, yeah, even hip hop, in a way that can get it into the ears of people who might might be initially resistant, yeah, but then they just need to sit down and listen, yeah. You, know, you and I both know that if all you need to do is listen to this music and it's, okay. it's extraordinary, right? Yeah. I often like to, I've, I've often thought about taking uh, without listening, you know, written just some segments, you know, and say, you know, pick the, pick the vile, you know, artistic art form. And, you know, you can pick from different things and you might find like there's real poetry, um, there's real uh, emotion and there's real, as you say, testimony found in hip hop lyrics if you just read or listen. So, yeah. Absolutely. And it's not like, I mean, look, there are not a lot of hip hop songs about Jesus comparatively, sure. but there are tons of songs that raise issues of social justice. Right. Those are also songs Christians need to hear. I just happen to pick the songs about Jesus because it's a little bit of a entree. Right, you know? right, right. Like, hey, you're, you're, you're using my savior and tell me what he means. Yeah. And you, I'm like, you yes, mix you are. The, you, you mix <laughs> the vegetables with the mashed potatoes. You got to, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's to say, if you guys are just tuning in and just checking us out, of course, this is the live version of Hip Hop Can Save America, the podcast with me, Manny Faces. And today we have Del Casey. He's the author uh, of an article, which I found fascinating. I found really timely. Uh, Why White Christians Need Hip Hop uh, as a professor uh, and, uh, and, and an author and an academic. And he's studying these things as well as writing about them uh, for this was in the Pathios, Pathios blog. Uh, we have it shown on the screen. I'll have it linked in the show notes. It's a really fascinating look at why white Christians need to pay attention to hip-hop uh not because they need to go out and shake the tail feathers uh but because they need to go out and uh you know uh they need to understand that this is as we've been talking about sort of testimony from god's people uh you don't turn your back on people who are uh going through it uh coming even even if that messaging might be not to your taste as we talk about uh and i think that's the value in paying attention to hip-hop uh, more than just a cursory uh look at it i mean even the egregious example you you cited in the, in the past you know f the police you know as as in the title and just so blatant and raw i mean but it's social commentary that is still being referred to today matter of fact still being certain uh campaigns on a national political level are still trying to use it uh to tarnish the other it's still a part of the zeitgeist and that's because it's such a powerful social commentary that has been found in hip-hop from its early days from its uh num you know often cited as the number one hip-hop in history the message full of social commentary but as del uh case points out denzel curry joey badass a lot of other modern hip-hop artists who are not strictly uh, labeled as or labels themselves as uh christian the lacrays of the world are actually still still bringing religion if not religion spirituality sort of uh these ideas into their music and it should be paid attention to by the white christian uh world uh more so and that's the argument that's made in this article i thought it was pretty fascinating overall yeah, no, and I, and I was just say that my, my particular interest, you know, I came upon this is by finding 
you know, secular hip hop songs that right. actually feature Jesus in them. Right. And invoke him specifically. Because yeah. that is going to grab the listener. I mean, yeah. what, his, what Christian should listen to hip hop, even if Jesus isn't mentioned, because for a lot of reasons. Uh, right. uh, especially because of the, 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 the testimony provides to, to uh, communities that have been oppressed. But it's so interesting when you see uh, these artists who are not necessarily Christian using the using the name Jesus and and what that sort of means and how they think of him, right. uh, and you know a lot of the times, you know, for many of the song in many of the songs Jesus is actually held up as this symbol of power, of ultimate power. Um, there are lots of hip hop songs where rappers compare themselves to Jesus. Right. Let's not forget that old dirty bastard wanted wanted to rename himself Big Baby Jesus and was right. I believe the judge said no. But the <laughs> right. you know, but the point is like so you know, and that's really interesting because you know it's interesting how rappers will when they cast around for a symbol, Jesus is an interesting choice because think about this, he was poor, right? He was homeless, right. he was an oppressed minority, right? Where did his power come from? His words. He had a following. He was a martyr. I mean, he was... It's not surprising that rappers see themselves, but they also recognize that his power could not be denied, you know, and it has lasted. I mean, there is no better metaphor for the kind of power a rapper really wants. Like the most, I mean, of course you hear about the Jesus piece, right? Which is also gold, right? But you know, that, 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 that's gonna, that is going to, you know, end up in a trash heap someday. But the word, the word of God or the double, the words of rappers, that lives on forever, you know? That's an interesting uh, analogy. Uh, you know, uh, we, we often talk about, you know, hip hop has given, you know, voice to the voiceless and, and all these things. But I think that at the core of, I interviewed uh, Dr. Lauren Kelly and she was talking about, uh, she, had, she had a bunch of, of, I forget the grade level that she was teaching and they were talking about the aspirational value of hip hop, you know, some of the mm-hmm. braggadocious songs, the, the songs that might be looked at as misogynistic. I think it was, uh, 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 all I want for my birthday is a big booty hoe. And that scene came up and she said, this is, you know, this isn't really aspirational. Is that what you want? Like, do you really want to have a, you know, a, a, a big booty stripper on your birthday? Like, is that really the, the, like, you need better goals, my friend. <laughs> uh, but, but she said, and this, and this was really, to me, this stood out a lot. I'll never forget this. She said that the young people were like, no, but we want to have the power to have that if we want. Mm. We don't want that, but we want to have it if we want it. That's that kind of true aspiration, that kind of true power that you talk about. The power of what I'm trying to tell you is I don't necessarily want all these things. I don't want to be. Do you think any of the, you know, biggest, you know, gangsterish, you know, cast that are talking about shooting up everybody. Do you think that's the limit of their aspirations? <laughs> They're saying, if I have to live in a place where I can be killed and be killed, I'd rather not be killed. <laughs> Thank you very much. I, that's what I want. But if I was to have a ceiling broken, then my aspiration would be sky's the limit, to quote Biggie. Um, and I think that what you say is the power in the words is trying to express all that. Absolutely. And, and, and it's just surprising. You, you, you think, I mean, Christians think of Jesus as powerful. We tend to think of him as powerful, like, because he's part of God and he's coming back at the end of time, it's right? It's magic. Right. But like, <laughs> you know, it's like a magical power. I don't right. need to, you know, I'm not dissing anybody, but you know, that's kind of. Yeah. Right. But the, the, the Jesus of hip hop tends to be uh, ma- the power, the eternal power 
that's sort of the theological view ends up being mapped onto the the actual man you know and who he was like uh, you know in 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 his daily life you know or is he frankly he did not have power while he was alive right he didn't he was killed you know Uh, power came after he left right Right. and that's not good enough for a hip powers they want the power now you know and and the opportunity whatever you want to call it so it's interesting to see that like it's it's anyway it gets into the weeds of theology, but basically that's a really, it's cool to, to invoke Jesus as a presence, as, as a power source of power right now by looking at his earthly life, you know, right, right. rather than like, he's going to come in glory or he's up there with God, you know, shooting, doing miracles in my name, For which sure. is also, it reminds me that there are not a lot of hip hop songs that are, that you show Jesus as a, someone who will step in and help like the blues or gospel. Mm. Usually the Jesus of hip hop, I think I've only counted about maybe 15 hip hop songs in the last, you know, 40 years that really view Jesus as like someone that people pray to for help right now. Now, Speedboat's actually an example of that, but of course it's mitigated by the idea of like, well, I'm still packing heat though. (laughs) <laughs> right so right. you very rarely see songs that i mean i guess if you i guess you'd find them in in, in christian hip-hop yeah you know? and I was gonna, let me let me add, let me as we yeah. start to wind down i just want to make sure that we cover the the very impressive field of christian hip-hop and it gets labeled as you know as kind of uh, separated from hip-hop you know i guess yeah. it has to be we categorize everything in music um but lecrae is no less an mc than anybody else yeah. uh, you know that you can cite how how effective is christian hip-hop at dealing with some of these things that you mentioned that you find in sort of non-Christian hip hop, the, the doubt, the prayer with doubt, the, yeah, I'm praying, but I'm still packing like uh, artists like Lecrae and others who you might've come across. How do they deal with that sort of real humanistic factor of, of being religious? You know, I, I don't think I can answer that. I'm not, I don't listen to a lot of it nearly yeah. enough to speak on it. Um, and I, I don't want to just surmise. What I can say is that if you look at someone like chance or Lecrae, yeah, the reason why they're well known is because they is because they're authentic, because they're honest. Right. And in their song, in songs like "How Great" by Chance, I mean that quotes a real classic, you know, praise song. You probably even know it's it's you know it's white from the black church, but the white church these days as well. You know, there are songs that you know, or or you know, there are there are songs by by all these guys that that have that they aren't just like um, ideology. You know, they're honest and authentic. And, you know, so uh, those are the songs that I look to as being really interesting bridges because they right. do a good job. Now, I don't know if Lecrae has been kicked out by the by the black church community or the or the, I, I don't know if you put like an Aretha Franklin. I don't think so. You know, I mean, right. like when she went secular, people just like, you know, she's accepted back. But the point right. is that, you know. I don't listen to enough Christian hip hop to know what happens. Like if you're like sort of middle of the road, Christian hip hop that only Christians listen to, I don't know right. what's going on there, right. but it's awesome to me that you have unapologetic Christians who are releasing records that speak to all kinds of people yeah, because they're honest and they're right. authentic. I don't know how you can have hip hop or any art that's not like that. And I think that's, I mean, that gets to the heart of your piece. Again, why white Christians need hip hop. The article Del Case wrote for the Pathios blog. We'll link to it. Uh, you can search for why white Christians need hip hop. There are not a lot of articles with that title, so you'll probably find it. Uh, but I think that gets to the heart of what you're saying is because this is an aspect of humanity uh, that is documented usually document actually usually documented well but well is a subjective term but documented 
that, as you said earlier on, is testimony to what people are going through, uh, perspectives, other, you know, looking at it from another way, checking on your neighbor, even though you have different paths, you come from different backgrounds. Uh, that is the, supposed to be, uh, you know, I don't know, but supposed to be the Christian way. And that's why this is important. Yeah. You, you wouldn't want to just keep ignoring this music. You say here at the end of the article, you said it's easier than ever for white people to ignore hip-hop but if we close our ears to it we're doing something worse denying even its status as sound and in doing so we commit violence against some of the most powerful prophetic voices in our society today giving you know kudos to the documentarians that speak through hip-hop but also uh warning against relegating them to simply noise absolutely you know, I got one quote that I think would speak to that. And this is from the just the recent Run the Jewels record. Yeah. Uh, well, this is a track, Walking in the Snow. And this is the, this is the quote. I'm not going to rap it. And there, <laughs> might, there might be a curse in it, but. That's fine. It says, pseudo-Christians, y'all indifferent. Kids in prisons ain't a sin. Even if one scrap of what Jesus taught connected, you'd feel different. And then later on, all of us serve the same masters, all of us. Mm. You know, yeah, that's, and that's literally saying, say pseudo Christians, you know, and that right. should make me think how, you know, what, what I say in the article or other places I've said, you know, again, Jesus said, follow me. He didn't say, believe this or not. He said, mm. literally the Bible said, follow me. And then they did. And then they learned about Jesus. So white Christians, basically, if you think you're a Christian and you want to follow what Jesus did, well, he, he would pay attention to the, to the powerful testimony of, of an, of, of a community that, that has been, that has been oppressed. I mean, he was Jewish. He would speak, he listened to Jewish people at the time and he was murdered for it. Right. Um, Christians today need to have our ears open and make sure that we're responding, we're following Jesus by listening and then by acting. Well, I appreciate that message. I appreciate that message being uh, amplified, uh, you know, because of what happens in hip hop. We are advocates for exactly the things you wrote about in this article. Like I said, testimony, not only to uh, a way of life or, or circumstances or stories uh, that people are going through that are often overlooked because of some of the negativity that might be attached to it. The, the, the wide brush that's painted over hip hop. Uh, I appreciate you doing this. I appreciate you thinking this way. I appreciate you writing about it and sharing it with a community that uh, I think has maybe never looked at this uh, in large, you know, uh, looked at this in this way. Well, thanks for having me. Don't be in uh, Christian in name only. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> As they say, right? You know, I think you just uh, better trademark that soon. Uh, right. Let me get that, that domain name real quick. Uh, Del Case, once again, uh, how can people find you, follow up? Re uh, obviously, the, again, the article is on patheos.com. Uh, where are you personally? Where can people say, oh, man, you know, thank you so much for this. Uh, I want to say thank you and, and all those things. You know, I got a website that has all my music on it. It's delvincase.com with a Y, Delvin with a Y. Uh, but uh, my Patheos blog is where I write all different kinds of music and its relation to, to, to particularly Christianity, yep. pop, classical, sacred. And that's at, at uh, that's just at, um, at the, my, my blog is called Alleluia, Music and the Christian Life, and it's on patheos.com. You can find it there. I'm showing it on the screen. And if you're listening on the podcast, please do check it out. There's great, valuable insight about the intersection between, like you say, pop music, including hip hop uh, and uh, Christianity spirituality and religion and all of, all of those things attached to it i found it very fascinating i'm so glad i stumbled upon it i'm glad to have gotten e even increased perspective from you sir thank you for your time and thanks for hanging out with me today thank you appreciate it
All right, right on. There you go, Dell Case. Uh, Dell, thank you so much for your time. Once again, Why White Christians Need Hip Hop, available on the Pathios.com uh, blog, Alleluia Music and the Christian Life. Uh, Dell Case, man, um, made a great case, haha, for uh, why white Christians need hip hop. And that's something that I, I mean, it's, it's so up my alley. It's so what we teach here. It's so what the hip hop ed movement says in education. It's so what the hip hop hacks movement says for science and technology. It's so what, you know, Dr. Ian Levy and Elliot Gann and J.C. Hall and other folks throughout the country and world have been doing to try to use hip hop in a authentic way, a positive way to engage young people, especially in mental health counseling and mental health therapy. It's what we say. These intersections exist. On this show, we've talked to Sage Salvo, who teaches English through hip hop and tying it into Shakespeare and showing that there's connections between uh, literary arts of old and literary arts of new. Uh, Del Case pre- uh, makes a good argument for uh, the same thing for hip hop in how Christians are supposed to look at the world, uh, and you can get that from some of the the words and lyrics and and songs and singing and power and compelling nature that hip hop brings to the forefront. Please read the article. We'd love to know what you think about it. Uh, you can contact us uh, through hiphopadvocacy.org. That's a center where you can find all the past episodes of this podcast live series, which is happening in September. The podcast as a whole, Hip Hop Can Save America, wherever you find podcasts, Apple uh, Podcasts, Spotify, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, do subscribe there. We're dropping uh, special bonus kind of episodes that are podcast feed only. They were conducted not through a video format, so they're not conducive to video. So we're popping them over there. Uh, one coming up, I think this weekend, I'm trying to finish it up, actually also delves into uh, sort of a spirituality, religious uh, aspect. So if you like this, you'll like that. Pay attention to the podcast feed. And if you have any questions, comments, or whatever, again, uh, hit us up through hiphopadvocacy.org, the Center for Hip Hop Advocacy, uh, working to show all the innovative, inspiring, and sometimes surprising ways that hip-hop is in, uh, improving society and uplifting humanity. My name is Manny Faces. If you value this work, please, patreon.com slash Manny Faces. Uh, every patron gets uh, a very uh, special prayer. Well, they do. <laughs> but yes, I, look, I, we, we're not giving things away, but we are supporting this work. Actually, that's not true. You can sponsor this just like Funkadelic Studios and Newsbeat. They have done so. Uh, but if you're a patron through the Patreon account, I'm also kind of giving like free plugs. So if you're listening and you have a thing that other people like you might like, then the smart thing to do is become a patron. And then you'll have an opportunity to share your project or your product or your brand or yourself with my audiences. So I appreciate that. Most, mostly it goes to, again, making sure that we can keep doing this, uh, certainly as a podcast past September, but you know, this video thing was kind of cool and it works. So we'd love to take it to a bigger platform. We'd love to uh, amplify and improve it with your help. We can do that. Thanks once again. I'll be back tomorrow. No, tomorrow's Friday. I won't be back tomorrow. Uh, you will get bonus an a bonus, maybe two bonus episodes of this podcast on the podcast feed. This weekend and the one thing you can do if you don't patreon it's perfectly fine i get it it's crazy it's pandemic uh is just share this episode share this and say this is this is how you talk about hip-hop on a real smart level this is the world's smartest hip-hop podcast i bring on the people that uh are really 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 smart and they talk about how hip-hop can improve society and uplift humanity my name is manny faces thank you very much for joining us bring it back rewind share it with all your friends neighbors supporters and haters and i'll be back monday god willing uh, thanks for watching. And again, thanks to Del Case for coming through and sharing his wonderful perspective. Go check out that article. It's pretty dope. All right, y'all. I'm out of here. I need a nap. Peace.
Once again, thanks for listening to another episode of Hip Hop Can Save America, a.k.a. the world's most important hip hop podcast. My name is Manny Faces. You can find out more about the show at hiphopcansaveamerica.com. You can watch the show now as a live stream on YouTube, hiphopcansaveamerica.com slash watch. Check back for all the replays as well. The interviews from the live stream will be brought here onto the audio feed, so you always get the best of the live stream. You can also check out our Substack newsletter. It's free at mannyfaces.substack.com. Filled with stories of hip-hop innovation, inspiration, and in general, hip-hop news that isn't about dumb shit. <laughs> Eternal shouts to our consulting producer, Summer McCoy. Be sure to check out her dope initiatives, Hip-Hop Hacks, and the Mixtape Museum. We'll be back soon with another dope episode, but check us out on the live stream as well. Mondays, 9 p.m. Eastern, hiphopcansaveamerica.com slash watch. Until next time, it's Many Faces wishing peace and love to you and yours.